welcome welcome ladies and gentlemen to the second episode of big brain cricket today's episode is going to be titled mission melbourne here we're going to discuss uh, everything that's there to know about the t20 world cup that's going to happen in australia very very soon my name is asit prasanna and i'm here with my co-host hello hello and welcome it's up it's me long time ready let's get started then Yeah, it's this ten days to go for India's first game in Melbourne against the Pakistan, who are looking dangerous in the front, but quite weak in the middle. And in today's episode, let's look at the squad and how the whole team India is looking ready for Mission Melbourne. So first, coming to the squad. uh would you like to name the complete squad for us uh the squad is looking like this right now we have rohit sharma kl rahul virat kohli surakumar yadav deepak hooda rishabh pant dinesh karthik hardik pandya ravi chandran ashwin yuzi chahal akshar patel bhuvneshwar kumar harshal patel and harshdeep singh these are the 14 players that are currently available due to jaspreet bumrah being ruled out we do not have a confirmation on the 15th player yet but speculation is that it is going to be mohammad shami or if deepak chahar regains fitness it will be deepak chahar apart from these two we also have two standby players in shreya sayan ravi bishnoi yeah apart from this we have also got the news that siraj and shardul takur have taken the flight to australia but nothing official as in if they are standby players or taken in as net bowlers or as replacements but they have flown to australia um so what do you think about this side do you think it's worthy of winning a world cup do you think it's strong enough mm after losing jadeja and bumrah from the squad the team looks quite unbalanced to be honest uh jadeja played a very vital role not only with the bat and the ball he was great in the fielding his quick we we saw in the previous two series how india struggled without bumrah and jadeja what do you think about the situation right now i mean uh, if you ask me a team that found it difficult to win the asia cup itself uh, i do not know if they're well equipped to win the world cup it's still a very talented side the batting looks beautiful the bowling has been very dicey especially at the depth um because no one's really proven themselves to be absolutely spot on with their depth bowling hopefully they fix those issues as fast as they can yeah the depth bowling is a huge concern apart from that batting looks really good all the batsmen who are in australia have a very good record in australia in terms of average and the strike rate and everything batting looks dangerous absolutely um as for bowling uh, do you think if mohammed shami makes a case for himself in the squad do you think he should straight away replace uh, whoever it is in the 11 like mohammed shami should be the primary pick in the 11 Yeah, Mohammad Shami should have been a part of this T20 squad a long time ago. He should have been tried in the in this lot of the series that were played, 
I think they they could have tried Mohammad Shami in the Asia Cup itself when Bumrah and Harshal Patel were not available. But I think they have experimented quite too much in all the T20 series that they have played before the World Cup, and which is the main reason for lots of confusion in terms of choosing the right bowling attack for the Australian pitches. Considering the pre- previous experience of Shami in Australian pitches, I think he should be a sure shot if he makes a statement in the two practice games that India play. Well, the issue is they have played two practice games and there has been no sign of Mohammad Shami in either of those two games. So it still doesn't look like Team India has Mohammad Shami on their radar as one of the primary bowlers for the World Cup. It still looks like they're going to continue sticking with Bhuvneshwar Kumar, Rashdeep Singh and Harshal Patel. No, this is not actually like a practice-practice game. But this is just like more of a warm-up game. The practice games start, I think, from 17th or so. India have two practice games against Australia and New Zealand. Okay. Yeah, for those. I think they will try Shami over there. I mean, hopefully they do because uh, right now he's played zero T20s ever since the T20 World Cup. And they will be judging Mohammad Shami based on two T20 internationals only. And that two in a practice game. And practice games don't exactly go at the same pace as an actual game does because you have batsmen showing up in any sort of order that they like. And you have whoever wants to bowl will be bowling. So it will be a tough decision to make even after the practice games. But it will be a very dicey call on Mohamed Shami. Yeah, it's a, it comes with a greater risk. If it favors your risk, you get the reward. As simple as that. But I think he has played really well in the IPL as well this year. I think there won't be much struggle considering the pace and the bounce that Shami generates. It's always tough with the new ball. Absolutely. The bowling looks very good with the new ball. You have Boneshwar Kumar who can move the ball. You have Shami who can seam the ball. You also have Ashdeep Singh who brings in that left arm angle which always helps in any sort of team. You saw what happened with uh, Shahin Afridi. Yeah, India has been lacking that left armer for quite a time since Tina Trajan. But they have gotten with the place of Ashdeep Singh who has great pace and who can help you in the death overs as well. He can nail those Yorkers. True. Now, if we take a look at the practice games that have happened against the Western Australia eleven, the first game was pretty good. There was a solid batting and a bowling performance, especially from Surya Kumar Yadav's bat. Surya Kumar Yadav, he's just batting in, in his own league, that's it. The openers have clearly struggled. They, ha- they are trying punt as an opener, so... Their left armor concern again arises with Rohit Sharma getting out to Jason Behrendorf. Absolutely. And in number three, you have Deepak Huda who has played a small cameo of 22 runs of 14 balls. And then you have Sky as always, 32 of 35, much consistent with the great strike rate. And you have Hardik Pandya, quite, I think he struggled. Hardik Pandya and Dinesh Karthik have struggled to finish it with a higher score but that's fine considering it's it's their first warm-up game true but Waka as a team they're strong they're a very decent team to play warm-up against absolutely 
there are quite a few names there there are quite a few names in the waka team who have actually proven themselves at higher levels you have josh philippi who's been player of the tournament in the big bash league you have jason berendorf who's been in out of many ipl sides and has been in the australian side for long enough andrew tai as well there are and uh, cameron bancroft as we all remember you have derek sitson as well Oh ah, yeah absolutely so with with team with a team like this there's a decent amount of competition that's showing up against them it's is a decent performance from the indian team but not up to the mark in my opinion because in the first game you had some a couple of bowlers going slightly expensive especially harshal patel uh yeah. in the second game harshal patel came back he's bowled very well but uh, you had ashdeep singh going a little exp- a little more expensive than expected even though the economy has stayed under 9 you would expect something a little better than that from him yeah the first game ashal patel can be exempted because it's his very first tour to australia and bowling in the australian pitches so so having considering that as his first game he has made quite a comeback in the second game absolutely the regular ashal patel with economical bowling and picking up two wickets yeah yeah he's been pretty good in the second game and akshar patel has been bowling quite consistently he's been economical yeah akshar patel has not given anyone too much of a cause for concern yeah so that should not be too much of an issue i think akshar patel must be given much more batting time in this warm up games true and uh, what what disappoints me is india's batting in the second uh, game against waka because the entire batting collapsed the only person staying there uh, holding the innings together was kl rahul who was still batting at a fairly low strike rate yeah again the stri- concern of strike rate but considering the other side collapsing kl rahul had no choice just like the first t20 uh where he played against south africa it True. i think that's not a concern yeah kl rahul strike rate is not too much of a concern but the fact that everyone else collapsed around him causes a slight amount of concern but then again it was rishabh pant who opened the innings with kl rahul and the people who batted after that were deepak hooda hardik pandya akshar patel dinesh karthik arshal patel and uh, ravi chandran ashwin all these guys not our main batsmen you did not see rohit sharma virat kohli or surakumar yadav bat in this innings So I do not think that this is too much of a cause for concern and hopefully things get better. This was more like giving more batting time to the lower order and the bats other players who never got to bat in this other tournaments that they played previously. But yeah, warm up games they go one each with Waka and the next practice game will be against Australia. So what do you think they'll do with the playing 11 once they actually start playing at the World Cup? The openers says sure shot. The top 4 are a sure shot. The top 4 are fixed. That there's no question with the top 4. We have Rohit Sharma and KL Rahul opening. Virat Kohli at number 3, Kai at 4. No questions there either. Then uh depending on the situation whether it's Hardik Pandya or Dinesh Karthik I think number 5 number 5 let's let's give it to Hardik Pandya as of now 
Number six has been a debate between Dinesh Karthik and Rishabh Pant, but I think that's been solidified now. I think Dinesh Karthik has proven himself to be the number one choice ahead of Rishabh Pant. Yeah. Also, if you observe, whenever Dinesh Karthik comes to finish the innings, Hardik Pandya's strike rate just goes stops. There was a commentator that had expressed the same opinion during, I think, the South Africa game. It was a very interesting stat. It was a very interesting stat because Dinesh Karthik's presence automatically makes Hardik Pandya, you know, play with more freedom. I think that's what's affecting it. Yeah. Bowlers should be aware of not picking the earlier wicket. If you're having Dinesh Karthik on the non-striker end, then it's dangerous for him. True, true. True, Dinesh Karthik is uh, batting in his own league right now. He's, he's made a beautiful comeback and he completely deserves to be in this World Cup. Yeah, I think that's a sorted finisher role between Hardik Pandya and Dinesh Karthik. Absolutely. So, so we go to the, the bowlers now. We have the top six sorted. Yeah, you have Yuzi Chahal, which is a straight choice. Yeah. And then you have Akshar Patel. Mm-hmm. The fast bowlers, as of now, it still looks like it's going to be Bhuvneshwar Kumar, Ashdeep Singh and Harshal Patel. But depending yeah. on who shows up in the squad in place of Bumrah, they might make that change later. If you ask me, Yuzi Chahal might not be the straightaway pick that we thought he is. Because if they're playing against teams like South Africa, which have uh, more left-handers in the lineup, you might see Ravi Ashwin showing up instead of Yuzi Chahal in the 11. Yeah, they need to use Yuzi wisely. True. It's not even required that you need to play Chahal for all the games. You can exactly. have a toss between Ashwin, Chahal, and you have Akshar as well. Yeah, and Akshar has been economical irrespective of whether he's bowling to a left-hander or a right-hander. Yeah, he's been picking up wickets as well. He's average in the field. Actually, he has dropped quite quite a few many catches and misfields there have been. True. But I think they would have set this box of the fielding issue that India had this season of whole of T20 games. Yeah. So that's about the spinners. When it comes to the fast bowlers, one of the main things to keep in mind here is Arshal Patel, despite his lack of form in bowling, you know, hopefully he regains that form later. But Harshal Patel's lack of form in bowling does not take away from the fact that you need him in the 11 for the additional batting that he provides. Because you don't want your batting depth to be completely empty. Because if Dinesh Karthik is batting, he needs someone on the other, other end who can you know rotate strike to him or maybe hit a few boundaries by themselves. So you need to have Akshar Patel and Harshal Patel on that side of Dinesh Karthik just to give him a little more support. And the absence of Harshal Patel might make things worse because Bhuvneshwar Kumar is not exactly an established batsman in the T20 format and Ashdeep and Yuzi are definitely not established as batsmen. If Ashwin is playing the, the match, then maybe you can consider other bowlers for the pace department. But apart from that, I don't see any other possibility. Yeah, Ashwin and Hashal Patel have worked on the batting this year True. more. And we can clearly see the way they are hitting the balls completely improved. They are like very different batsmen when they come to bat. True. So Hashal Patel gives you that extra cushion who can hit you big. He opens for his domestic side. Yes. I think he's a sure shot as well. The team has backed him. And I think he'll 
make a statement in the practice game. Yeah, hopefully he does. Yeah. To the main point, is Team India ready to bring back 2011? Oreo was launched in 2011. India won the World Cup in 2011. India won the World Cup in 2011? Oreo was launched in 2011. <laughs> you get the connection. You get the connection. No, but honestly, uh, speaking from a more serious perspective over here, I, I'm not exactly sure if India has it to go all the way to the finals. Hopefully, the bowler's form improves because it's a team game. You can have all the batting you want, but in the end, bowlers win you the tournaments. And if those guys don't improve their form, then it will be a cause for concern for Team India. It will make things difficult. Uh, because it does look like Australians are uh, on their way to lifting another World Cup right now with the way those guys are playing. Yeah, they have the upper hand because they have lots of choices in terms of bowling, batting and everything. Every areas they have lots of choices. True. Yeah, if you look at the main concern between like in 2007 and 2011 World Cup victory for India, in the top five, you had at least like two to three players who can also bowl and give you that extra cushion whenever required. When a exactly. bowler go has an off day, you had the, uh, you had a player from the top five who used to come and bowl and support the bowling line. But let's not forget that we do have a bowler in the top five. A certain number three, the right arm quick. Yeah. <laughs> we have an option. We have the one man who ended up taking the wicket in the 2016 semis. Yeah, I hope that situation does not come where you need to go to your top five to use extra two, three overs. Hopefully. Uh, I just hope all the five primary bowlers provide you with the complete support. And do you think the toss matters here? The toss does not matter in Australia as much as it did in uh, Dubai. Yeah, you don't have the due factor here. Yeah. But I think the chasing sides will still have the upper hand. The trend of chasing teams winning in T20. The chasing teams always have an upper hand in T20 formats because they know how hard they need to go at the ball. They can adjust according to the scoreboard. If you're batting first, you just need to go all guns blazing and hope you get... And you could aim for 200, you'd end up at 160 sometimes. So that's the issue with batting first. But when you're batting second, you know how much you're chasing and you can set your pace according to that. That's the only advantage. But it'll all depend on the conditions. It won't be too important, but they have to adapt to the conditions and play accordingly. That's all. Well, that brings us to the last part of this episode. So we think we have covered all the areas about the Indian team on to the T20 World Cup happening in Australia. It's just 10 days to the season opener against the Pakistan. It will be a very tight and a very important game from the perspectives of both the teams. Both the teams will be looking to get a great start going on to the big tournament. Well, that's it. Thanks for tuning in and listening to this episode and we shall see you in the next episode soon it's me Simokhanan signing off see you guys in the next one